Soweto. So as we are marching up, and everybody, you know what catches on, right? So everybody's chanting, BGGE via Soweto, Soweto. And then as we're chanting I'm and marching know. up, the girls from Ixchang, they come around and like to say, and they're singing a traditional South Africa Zulu song. Mm. And so they're doing their chant, their Zulu, and they're coming around and they're doing their South African dance. And we're like, it would, I mean, you know, we were like deer caught in hand. We were just like, oh, my God. We couldn't believe it, the emotions. Are you ready? Hey there, and welcome to Get Off the Bench, where we talk success, business, life, and how you can make your dreams into reality. Your coach is an international speaker, published author, business, and speaking coach known to his audiences as the Speaker Man. His dream is to move you from the bench to the starting lineup of life. And here we are again, 47-yard try, his longest attempt of the game. He has just a twist. Your man, this is your Kodak moment. Oh, Hey, did you hear that? The game is about to start, and you need to get ready to get in the game. Here's your coach, Mark Wiggins. Hey, everybody. It's me, Mark Wiggins, and welcome to Off the Bench with your host, Mark Wiggins. And tonight's episode, we have two special guests. And the reason they're special is because they're doing some amazing things to help black girls, not just locally, but around the world, for real, for real. They're, do they're doing things around the world. Um, I have with me tonight Donita Brown and Regina Saley Cooper. And they are with Black Girls Global Exchange, and they got something great to tell you. So as you know, if you've been following along with me, you know I don't do bios. It's not what I want to do. So I'd rather hear from you directly. So I'm going to start off with Donita. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, and then Regina, you can come on and tell everybody who you are, and we can get into the discussion. So go. Thanks, Mark, for having us. I'm Donita Brown. I am the Chief Visionary Officer of Black Girls Global Exchange. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Okay. Mark, don't kill me. Because I'm, I'm like, we don't need to go into bio in either, do oh, we? Let's get it moving. All right, Regina, you Okay, up. cool. All right. And I'm Regina Sally, um, co-founder of Black Girls Global Exchange, and I imagine that some of our background will, will naturally feed into um, this, this interview, but um, we're just all about um, lifting up black women and black girls. Well, that was easy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we chatted the other day prior to this because of background. Um, he, tell us, tell me how this concept came up. How do you wake up one morning and go, you know what, y'all, we need to do something with these young black girls right here, and I want to step. And by the way, let's head to Africa. How did we? How do we get there? Well, interestingly enough, we've been working with black girls for quite some time. However, this this endeavor movement if you will was not one that we thought about this is something that happened organic yeah we did not wake up and say hey let's do this let's create this program where girls from america and girls from africa collaborate and get together and get to meet and have this peer exchange we didn't do that so it was very organic and i would say ordained um i'll try to make the, the short the story as short as possible um Regina and I have 
worked together for a number of years in, in on girls' initiatives specifically, and we've been friends for quite some time. And oh, so, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So we actually, in 2016, I joined the Peace Corps, and my post was in Swaziland, now known as Eswatini. And so I arrived in Swaziland in June of 2016. And so there, you know, there's a lot that I go through in terms of training and all that to get settled in. So by the time I was pretty much settled in, I was just reaching out to some friends at home. And Regina, for whatever reason, she was one friend that I just couldn't catch up with. Like I was calling her for months and months and months and just couldn't reach her. And so I called the next best person who could connect me to her, and that was her then-boyfriend, now-husband. And I called him, and I and I asked him, I said, David, can you please tell your girlfriend to call me? And I was like, I have not been able to reach her. And so she called me. Now, this was 20, I had arrived, like I said, in 2016, June of 2016. We're now fast-forwarding to August of 2017. Um, so he, I, I finally got in touch with her. She finally called me. And... What I discovered during that time was just a lot of transition. She had left her full-time job and just a lot going on. And so, but the time that we finally connected in August was meant to be. Um, When I spoke that day that I had spoken with her, I had um, come across this trailer to the documentary Step. Um, Step was filmed in Baltimore City at the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women. And when I saw it, I was so very proud of my city, Um, the coach for the step team. So let me back up. The documentary is about um, just young women persevering, and it follows three main characters, and they are members of the step team. So they did a documentary where they followed these girls for their senior year in high school, but it it was really featured around the step team. And so the coach of the step team was, um, well, she is our sorority member. And so by the time I spoke with Regina, I said, have you seen the trailer to the documentary Step? And she said, yes. And I said, the coach in there is our sorority, and she's your chapter sorority. They attended Coppin State University. So she said, oh, yeah, I know her Um, in my rural community. The girls there, and, you know, if anyone knows, we have these stereotypes of America and Africa. So my girls there, when I saw the trailer to the movie, I was so proud of the city and proud of these girls persevering that I wanted the girls in my rural community where I was staying and volunteering as a Peace, as a, a Peace Corps volunteer, I wanted them to see that girls look like them in America have the same struggles as they do in Africa because what they know about Africa, what we know about Africa as Americans is all jungle and all animals, and what they know about America is that it's rich and white. And, I mean, when I say no, I'm doing air quotes, like that's what we're taught, Mm -hmm. right, through media. Mm -hmm. And so – When I had the conversation with Regina, it went from me talking about showing the girls in my community the documentary step 
to us having the step team come to Africa for us to screen the um, documentary with the step team to it evolving into this huge movement where we do um, so much more with girls. Like you said, around the world we have girls in Africa and girls in the United States who are ambassadors for BGGE. Mm. And it came from just an idea to show the documentary to girls in my rural community where I was serving to this movement, this peer learning and cross-cultural exchange for girls in Africa, in the States, coming together, collaborating to tackle global issues that disproportionately affect us as black women. That's, that's a huge yeah. wake-up to go do. You know what I'm saying? If you, you, you have this thought, and now you have this global idea to merge something that you know and love. And, and what is the sorority? Go ahead and give a shout-out. Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Incorporated. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, so we got out the way because, you know, when you told the story about she didn't answer the phone, and he said she was sorority sisters. You know how they do us. They never return the phone. Right, 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 right. Right. Huh? <laughs> Regina, pick up the phone, please. And so you all have this idea to merge that thought to not only just expose young women to the world, and you're absolutely correct. We all have this, this whack vision of what something else is, you know, and they get there and go, okay, that's not what I thought it was. And by the way, they are having the same issues that we have. They are just girls, that, you know, and vice versa. So the impact off that initial thought had to be, did you really think it was going to have this much of an impact on the girls you sent over there? I'm going to say, this is Regina, and I'm going to say yes. Here's the thing. We didn't know what what the impact would be, but we knew it would have impact. And the reason being um, is because, again, like, it, this was nothing that we woke up and one day was like, you know what, why don't we, um, with Don, that period of transition that Donita talked about when she couldn't reach me, I had just left my full-time job, just took a huge leap of faith into entrepreneurship, and um, I was trying to build my business so I could pay my bills. <laughs> I really wasn't even thinking about doing this labor of love. God literally gave me and Donnie this God, orda- this ordained vision. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so because it didn't come from us, we knew it was going to have impact. We just didn't know how or what. Right. I, I often I, I speak about that moment that you – when you have something that's for you, when something is meant for you to go do, it may just wake you up out your sleep as you grasp the yep. air and go, that's it. Is that what happened? Because that happened for me. Did it happen? <laughs> you you want to talk about when you got sick on your trip? Oh, yeah. Well, there were, okay. Oh, my goodness. There were so many God There were so, and we, <laughs> we coined them as God reminders. God so reminders. just little things would happen. So it was... Um, the week of my birthday, yes, it was the week of my birthday, and Regina had just taken her son somewhere. I remember dropping Jaden off somewhere, but we I was we were on the phone having a conversation, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I feel sick. I feel sick. And she was like, I don't know what it is. So, you know, ended up that she was nauseous and vomiting and all of that. 
And so I was like, okay, well, just call me, you know, call me, let me know you feel better and all of that. Well, fast forward to a week later, I was um, on vacation in Mauritius, and I was I was celebrating my 45th birthday. It was a month before we were gonna we were having our exchange, and I just got violently ill. Like I felt nauseous, and then I just couldn't hold back, and I started vomiting. And I was just like, oh my god! It was kind of like I had this epiphany if you will like this we are giving birth we are giving birth to this this is something that god is birthing through us it's almost like we both had this morning sickness and then you know this just violently ill and then delivered physically and things were falling into place all the while one one piece that donita left out was that we had this vision and we were meeting with people, including families mm. and recruiting girls, and we didn't have a dime. We didn't have any money. We were like, but I never worried. Like, I never, like, that was, you know, we told this second cohort of parents, we're operating on hashtag big, bold faith, because it was nothing but faith. We never worry. As a matter of fact, one of our partners asked us at one of the meetings, so what happens if, if you don't? Um, raise your, if you don't meet your goal and it doesn't happen. And I looked her dead in the eyes and said, I don't have an answer for you because I'm believing that it will. Like, I literally mm-hmm. had not even fathomed the possibility of it not happening. We fund, we raised funds from between, De- we started off, we launched our first fundraiser December 14, 2017, and we were getting on a plane the last week in March of 2018. We had raised almost $100,000 mm. in less than four months. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it yeah. funny though how when you are trying to do something that's like okay this is not normal what we're talking about and yeah. you open your mouth to tell people like is this why is this not clear to you what we're trying to do yeah. <laughs> why don't mm-hmm. you understand what we already know we don't been through all of these generations yeah. and they go well why, why would you want to take them there <laughs> well, i mean how did you overcome oh that God. we talk about the off the bench and getting forward and, and, and moving beyond our people who are who, people who are holding us down how did you move past that moment um, I think Regina, you can talk about that as far as like the parents, uh, yes. initially what they thought, but I mean, since you could talk about how it was, even with, um, and this is, this is, this is a, another guy reminder. There was one young lady whose grandmother found out that we were going to, um, Africa and really didn't want her to go. And you could speak more about that, Regina. You talk about the the beginning, and I talk about the end. Yeah. So pretty much what Donita was alluding to is one of the grandmothers came to our when our first meeting. I'm like, I need to talk to the person who's in charge, and I'm like, I guess that's me. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I need to know more about this, and how do I know my granddaughter's going to be safe, and you know, how do I know that you're to be trusted? And oh, wow. so we had this whole conversation. And I'm just like, you know, that's fair, right? She's like, human trafficking is on the rise. I'm like, that's all fair. I sat down, you know, gave her my background. And I even told her, I said, Google me. You'll see what I do. Like, this isn't, you know, like, this, this, this is what I do. This is who I am. And so that calmed her down. I said, you know, we take all of the precautionary measures. I've taken, I said, I've traveled, traveled domestically with young people, and this will be my first time traveling internationally with young people. 
but, you know, I've consulted with other folks. And, you know, I, so I calmed her down there, and I said, look, I get it. So my son is an only child. I, I have one son, and his first time traveling internationally um, was with his school as a freshman. And I was worried sick. Mm-hmm. And he actually had gone to Greece. And so I gave her that story, like, look, I only have one child. I get where you're coming from. Um, but, you know, this is what I did. This is how I, and I wanted, I said, I wanted him to have this experience. So I had to move me out of, remove myself, you know, from the equation, like mm-hmm. out of the way. I mm-hmm. didn't want to stand in his way and, you know, prevent him from experiencing this, this opportunity. And you know what her response was? Well, I get Greece, but why Africa? <laughs> and I looked at, and I just so very calmly looked her in her eyes and said, this is precisely why Africa. Because we need to know that, like, this is where we come from. It's not just all that we see and hear in the media. I mean, if that's the case, what about Baltimore? Baltimore right. is so much more than what we just see and hear in the media. We are both Baltimore natives, born and raised, and Baltimore is, is coined charm city for a reason, right? So you take the good with the bad, and you just, the same way we, we, we're smart enough, street smart and street savvy enough to navigate through these cities of Baltimore, that's the same, the same tactics and strategies that we take for us mm. when we go to visit another country on the continent of Africa. But that's precisely why we want people to under, understand and, and we want to demystify rather some of the misperceptions about um, visiting the countries on the continent. Well, that's a great, great segue. So let's jump over to, to the continent. How did you all demystify? How did that first interaction go? Tell me about the first meeting, the first, oh my gosh, oh. Did, is there a miracle that looks just like me? What happened when you touched down? So I was already there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was living, like I said, in a rural community in, in Eswatini. And so, but I had been home two weeks prior. So I was able to meet the girls that were going to be coming over to Swaziland and um, just kind of share with them my experiences, what they're going to experience with the culture, you know, money, all those kinds of things. So they were prepared a little bit, but, you know, not one, it's not the same. You can just you could tell somebody and try to prepare them as much as possible, but when they get to that other side, it's their experience. Mm-hmm. So and, and you know what they go through and and what they um, kind of come across, you know that's that's theirs. So I wasn't with them when they came over to the other side, but we were there waiting. And how was it? Regina. Yeah, because I want you to talk about the meetup. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk about like so there. Um, so the flight over, the girls were really excited and nervous all at the same time. Um, for some of them, this was their first time away from their parents. For others, this was their first time flying on an airplane. Mm. And for the majority of them, this was their first time traveling internationally to another country. Or internationally, that is, it doesn't mean to another country. Um, so. You know, turbulence, something that, you know, that that was tough. Some of the girls were a little nervous. And the, uh, my Bree Bree that sat next to me, you could just see the tears rolling down her face. I just held her little hand and talked her through it. They thought that the video, the movies and the music and the food, like they thought all of that was so cool on the airplane. But we, when we landed, it was like, myself included, we were like, we're really here. Like, we are really hmm. here. And you get off the plane and, you know, um, at the airport in Johannesburg, of course, there's a welcome to Soweto. Um, 
even just, you know, South Africa in particular has very strict requirements for minors. Um, and so, you know, we were, had to make sure we had all the necessary paperwork and keeping the girls together. And But they took pictures. They took so many pictures in the airport. And I just had, like, all of us were just like, wow, we are really here. And so um, we spent some time getting acclimated. We were able to connect with the company um, in South Africa that gave us, you know, tours and a little bit of historical context. Um, that helped us with transportation, things of that nature. But there was the one day where um, I was I was with the Baltimore group of girls and chaperones, um, and we met up with Donita and her group of Swazi girls. Um, they had driven from Swaziland, and we met up at the Hector Peterson Memorial in Soweto. So, and and it was so funny because as you know, I, when we were the girls met up, were getting off the bus, and they were like, is that them? Is that them? They were, like, so excited to meet each other. Mm. So that's two out of the three cohorts that met up. They embraced um, out the Baltimore girls, gave the Swazi girls their book bags and their T-shirts. And, you know, it was just amazing how they were, like, so excited to meet each other. So we had this convergence at the Hector Peterson Memorial. Then Donita coordinated with our third cohort that was in Soweto, um, through a partner called Ikachang AIDS Ministry. And so she coordinated for us to walk from the Hector Peterson Memorial to meet the third and final cohort of girls. So Baltimore and Swazi girls are walking up to meet hmm. um, to, to Ikachang to meet cohort three. And Donnie, do you want to pick it up? Right yes. Now? And um, okay. as we were walking, we weren't walking with this um, <laughs> chant that they came the up Swazi with. Girls came yes. Up. So the Swazi girls, they came up with a chant B G G E go us via Soweto, Soweto, B G G E via Soweto, Soweto. So as we are marching up, and everybody, you know, it catches on, right? So everybody's chanting B G G E via Soweto, Soweto. And then as we're chanting and marching up, the girls from Ikhshang they come around and like to say, and they're singing a traditional. South Africa Zulu song, mm. and so they're doing their chant, their Zulu, and they're coming around and they're doing their South African dance, and we're like, it would. I mean, you know, we were like deer caught in the head. We were just like, oh my God, we couldn't believe it. The emotions just took over. Like, you know, it was so magical. I cried like a baby. Like. I cried like a baby just to, yeah, I mean, it was just like, it was so powerful. The girls felt like they had, they they knew each other before they even, Mm -hmm. you know, connected. They felt that, you know, we've been working on the same cause for all the, for, for a couple of months now. And this is really you. And this is really you. I'm really seeing my sister from America when all I see, you know, that looks like me. You couldn't differentiate the girls at all. Mm. You couldn't tell who was South African, who was American, who was Swat. You couldn't tell. And one of the things that they talked about so much was, oh, my goodness, they listen to the same music we listen to. Mm -hmm. They dance the same way we dance. They wear their hair the same way we wear our hair. Like they, was, they saw a reflection of themselves. And it, and it actually spoke to the point where we were really enforcing is that we're more alike we're more than we alike are different. Yep. 
Oh, I, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to it. Y'all, I hear the energy that you all have just reliving this, and I'm sure it was definitely life-changing for everyone. Um, so, yes. So now you're, you're there, that. you've met. What, what type of things did you do while you were there and did the girls continue to uh, bond and learn from each other? Yes. So um, the initial meetup, the, we actually um, had a catered lunch, so we all ate together. You know, we were able to break South bread. African. Say it again. South African. Oh, South Africa. Yep, it was South African cuisine. Um, this is when we were in Soweto. Mm-hmm. And the girls just, they kind of played together. Oh, they also, because artistic. beach artistic okay. activism, yep. So they all, each cohort presented their artistic activism to the group. So they did it a couple of ways. So they had an artistic artistic activism piece and then they also had a cultural piece so um the south african girls did their dance the swazi girls did their dance and i will be more girls did their dance (laughs) their american dance (laughs) no i'm not even talking about step i'm just talking about the actual dancing and sharing dance moves but for the artistic activism piece um the baltimore girls they had a step a hiv themed step and um, the Swazi girls did a short skit, and then the South African girls, they did some, it's, it's almost like musical theater, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, but they were all tar- tackling issues that disproportionately affect black girls and women. So we had the HIV theme, we talk about, you know, um, mental illness um we talk about teen pregnancy intergenerational dating poverty um intergenerational dating is something that you know we see here but it's not how it is over in africa like these girls are dating men for their basic needs their you know so it's something that violence Say it again, Virginia. I'm sorry. Oh, I said gender-based violence. Oh, gender-based violence is one of our other ones, yep. So all of these issues, these girls actually um, kind of created the awareness through art, artist, forms of artistic um, activism. And Various I think that's forms. a good piece, Donita, I think we should kind of highlight is that um, that's, that's sort of one of the, the purposes of Black Girls Global Exchange is to bring awareness to these issues that are globally um, or disproportionately impacting girls and women globally through artistic activism and then service. So the awareness piece is through the activism and then the doing comes through service. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind the exchange is for these girls to actually take um, this experience, everything that they've learned and all of the enlightenment and use that to... um, impact change on the ground in their local mm-hmm. And so um, Donita talked about day one, but, um, you know, we had the uh, Peace Corps hosted us one night for a global girls talk panel um, with powerful Swazi women, um, and we had a fabulous dinner that night. Um, what else, Donita? And, that, and, I, I, and, and, well, for that particular night, we had a, um, diplomats from the U.S. Embassy that shared their stories with the girls as well. So it was a very diverse panel of black women. Um, we had South African, American, Swazi. 
Um, wow. So, you know, that the girls were able to interact with them, ask questions. A couple of them just from that panel alone said that they want to go into foreign service. The second day we did a and service project. At the high level. Yeah. yeah. So we did a service project um, where we went to an orphanage. And so the girls were able to provide service in that way as well as in the rural community. They um, did a mural at the uh, primary school mm-hmm. where okay. I was um, working. Um, we visited the Nelson Mandela um, Museum. We um, did a um, Sunset Safari um, game drive. I'm oh, sorry, Sunset Game Drive. Um, we had a relaxation day at the pool. We did a little bit of everything. Oh, and they also... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And and they also, you know, they enjoyed the culture. So they went to the cultural village oh, and the, the Yeah. Market. Uh-huh. In the in the um market. So Manzini Market is a big outdoor market in Swaziland. So they were able to um work as well as experience the culture. Um culminated oh sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, we culminated the week. As you can see, it was super packed. We mm. were all exhausted. Um, but we culminated the week with a Women's History Month symposium. It started out with literally us bringing along the Step DVD to the mm. only movie theater in the country. Oh, wow. And um, Donita invited all of her peace four colleagues from the different villages to bring their young people. So we ended up with over 200 young people um, it's at the movie theaters, watching the movie with their snack packs, and then our girls um, and Coach Gary from the movie actually hosted a panel. And from there, you want to kind of you want to pick up there and talk about how we we paraded over to the yeah, yep, sure. As Regina mentioned, it's the only movie theater in the country. We had to get um, escorts. For what we did a march, so I mean it's like BGGE shut down that Azuwini area of Swaziland that day, and we partnered with the U.S. Embassy. Uh huh. So we um so from the movie theater, we actually marched over to Happy Valley Hotel, which was right across the street, um, chanting again. They were just saying BGGE. We had American flags. South wow. African flags and Swazi flags, and the girls were just waving the flags, and we we're chanting BGGE. It's such a beautiful sight. Yes, <laughs> yes. And as we march from, um, and, and, and the Gables is like the premier mall, if you will, in Swaziland. So we're marching from the Gables over to Happy Valley Hotel, just chanting, and you see all of these girls and. You know, we have our banner, All our BGGE banner. Yep. Beautiful black girls. Beautiful, be- and black women, and even some men. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was just such a beautiful sight. And the girls, right then and there, they just felt so empowered and emboldened, like we can do anything. And this was kind of like the lead up to the symposium, which is where they showcased their artistic activism. And um, we had. Again, various art forms that were showcased. We had one of our young ladies did a visual art piece of a black woman and, you know, what it, what it represented 
to her. Um, we With had we had singing. Mm-hmm. We had a play. We had a step, and we also did cross cultural exchange through food. So the we had a we have a resident chef, Chef Capera Thomas. Um, Tarek Capera right. Thomas, <laughs> owner and chef, um, operator of um, Capera's Kitchen. And um, she and her partner, her culinary partner, April, who's a pastry chef, actually worked with the, the uh, hotel culinary team. Hmm. And so they shared in the kitchen, you know, just different te- techniques. So we had our American food quote-unquote, American soul food, and then we did traditional Swazi food. So the girls were able to exchange through food. Our girls tried chicken feet. Our American girls tried chicken feet, and mm. it was their first time eating, like, shrimp and grits. So, shrimp and grits. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was – it was. Oh, wow. With my hands. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's – and just everybody learning from one another and experiencing and sharing, exchanging the cultures. It, it was just such a beautiful thing. And um, the ambassador of Swaziland, she actually kicked off the event. She was our keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the girls just um, just did an outstanding job. And, and everybody left there just kind of um, excited to do more. A lot of the girls from the rural communities, they wanted to be involved as well as just wanted to do more, give back, serve more, and consider um, they consider themselves more because so yeah. often we we take care of everybody else. Black women, we take care of everybody else and think about everybody else, and we really neglect ourselves. And we never um, we we taught them and taught these girls early on what it means to have sisters and to have that support system from. Um, women that look like you. So it, it's just, a, I think overall it was just a, BGGE is just a, 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 a global sisterhood. It's a global sisterhood. And we know what, I'm, I'm an only child, but just seeing what my friends, you know, and family members experience with their siblings, it's just something that is unexplainable. And you go through so much and you do so much together that, I think that's what we've done with these girls. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So what what's next? You've you've done this massive trip. What are you doing now? What's preparations for coming up for BGGE as as it pertains to um your program? Well, we're now gearing up for BGGE twenty twenty with cohort two. Um we have eleven girls selected. Um, this go round to go through this experience with us. And I think one thing that we're stressing um, in terms of who and what Black Girls Global Exchange is, is more than just a trip to Africa, right? This is really a movement, and it's really about the work that happens thereafter. Um, and so lives have changed. You know, um, hearts and minds are open, career search trajectory. Like, you have a pet, these girls literally have a passport to the world, right? So, limitless opportunities and possibilities and that's that's sort of um one piece that i think we've been trying to just push so more immediately we're going to be in, in this month starting to work with the girls and meet with the 11 girls weekly um similarly to what we did with the first cohort of girls um gearing up to the exchange um and then also planning 
for um, subsequent monthly meetings thereafter mm-hmm. and um, service projects. And we're also working on expanding our partnerships for mentorship opportunities, um, possible employment opportunities, and just to expose our girls to, um, you know, different professions, careers. Um, what else, Donita? Would you add to that? That's sort of on the horizon. Um, our we're working on, and then maybe we can talk to you about that. A podcast and a a social media platform for our girls to be able to share their cultures with the world and interview one another and mm-hmm. talk about what it means to be a black girl in this in the, in this society at this time. Um, so keep the dialogue going. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. So now this program, of course, takes funding. So where and how are you doing any fundraising events? What's your ongoing fundraising? How do people reach you? How can they support this beautiful, beautiful program to continue to get these girls exposure across the world? Um, so we are still actively fundraising. So very specifically ways in which folks um, who are interested in supporting this movement um, can visit our website at www.blackgirlsglobalexchange.org, and there is a donation link. Um, there you will find all of the different giving levels and explicitly which each giving level actually supports for these young ladies. Um, so we're, we're, all, we're doing um, heavy crowdfunding. Um, we're also planning a major fundraising event in March in commemoration of Women's History Month, and we'll also be having some... Um, we're also, yeah, be hosting some smaller um, fundraising events as well. So if folks um, have um, ent- um, entities, organizations, programs, private donors, anyone that, you know, would want to sponsor, serve in a sponsorship role, um, we do have sponsorship opportunities as well. If there are individuals who have airline points and may want to donate airline points um, towards this effort, um, we will accept those as well. Also on our um, website, we have a link for a stakeholder interest survey. So, you know, if there are folks that are saying, I want to get involved, this sounds super dope, like I don't know where to start, what can I do? There's actually a stakeholder interest survey that you'll find on our website as well that sort of outlines a variety of ways in which you might help support and become involved. Is there anything else you would add, Donita? No, because I think that the survey has all of the all of the way. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome, awesome. That's, <clears throat> thank you for sharing that with the audience. And uh, it's a great, great program. I love the energy. I love what you have uh, exposed these young women to on both sides of the continent, of the world, not continent, of the world. Uh, <clears throat> there's all saying that once a mind has been expanded, it can never go back to its original form. And you've just done that for these young women, and that's amazing. So <clears throat> as we wrap this down, I have, two, I have a question I want to ask both of you and we're going to start with Regina first you're going to answer this question Regina okay I want to know what do you do daily to stay in the starting lineup of life to do what you want to do oh what do I do daily to stay in the starting lineup of life yes I think oh goodness gracious kind of loaded okay I would say um try to be the best me I can be and and I try to give freely of myself to others I think um 
I mean, you know, when you give, you receive. And um, that's why, you know, coming full circle to how we started off this this um, interview, um, I am the um, executive director of an organization called Helping Givers Give. I help givers give. Um, and basically it focuses on um, philanthropy. Philanthropy, by definition, is defined as the love of humankind or the love of mankind. And so, you know, a lot of people think about it in terms of dollars or, you know, money, Mm -hmm. but it's so much bigger than that. And so each and every one of us have the opportunity to give and do and be um, for others, to make life better for others in this world. And so I would say that's what I do. And everything else falls into place. If you, I just feel like all of that, the intangible matters so much more than the tangible. So, okay, that's what I do. I just give love and try to give you and be the best version of myself that I can every day. Awesome, awesome. Donita? To be honest, every morning, no matter what, I say thank you, God. And no matter what happens during the course of my day, I think that I can always come back to that. Like that's my constant reminder um, because I do so much. My life has changed significantly since um, over the past few years. And so I've learned to adjust to this way of life. I'm now a full-time caregiver to my mom. And so I'm in that caregiver journey, which is a really um, unique one. And if you're you're in it, you you know what I'm talking about. And if you've been through it, you certainly understand. So if nothing else, I just say thank you. And that keeps keeps me going. And Um, Just kind of to echo what Regina said, everything kind of falls into place. Whatever is going to happen on that particular day um, is is going to happen. But I think that just having that um, gratefulness in the forefront of my mind, no matter what, kind of keeps me um, able to kind of be at the starting point of my life. That's dope. That is dope. Thank you again, ladies, for coming on and sharing uh, with with us and my audience your program and your heart and your passion. Um, nothing but continued success to you. And to listeners, thank you for joining. Oops, sorry. For the listeners who join us tonight, thank you for joining in. And I'll leave you with this. Remember, if you can reach your goals with the step ladder, then they're probably too low. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Off the Bench with your coach, Mark Wiggins. Be sure to like comment and share this podcast and follow us on facebook twitter and instagram all at speakerman87 and be sure to use the hashtag get off the bench to let mark know you're listening when it comes to success only you can give yourself the permission you need to have the success you desire now get off the bench and get in the game